And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. If you hadn't noticed, it's been a very busy week at Yeovil Town, despite the fact that there hasn't been a football kicked. In fact, we're all over as far as the football is concerned. But um, as you will have spotted, there's quite a bit going on off the pitch. So this evening, I am joined as ever by Mr. Ian Perkins. Good evening, Ian. Hello. How are we doing? I've been better, if I'm honest with you, but um, uh, but uh, it's, it's good to be here. Um, and we're very pleased to welcome back to the Glovers cast, uh, Mr. Roger Pipe, Chairman of the Glovers Trust. Roger, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Good to be back. That's, uh, yeah, so it has been a strange uh, few days, hasn't it? Um, uh, you guys uh, sort of geographically located in South Somerset, but I, I think I felt the shockwaves all the way up in, in the northwest of England where, where, where I am. So if you've been living under a rock and you hadn't noticed, it was uh, Tuesday evening. Have I got that right, fellas? Tuesday yes, evening. it was. Yeah. That, um, there was uh, lots of uh, suddenly the YTFC hashtag went a flurry with the in the knowers uh, saying... Matt Ugler and SU Glovers have pulled out. They pulled out the deal. And it's all, all about to fall over. Um, and this obviously comes off the back of what we spoke about the other day around players' wages not being paid. They were then paid on Tuesday. Who paid them is uh, uh, an entirely another question. Um, but then Matt Ugler uh, announced on his Twitter that SU Glovers were withdrawing uh, from their bid to by the majority shareholding in Yeovil Town. So leaving us all back in, in some kind of limbo, I suppose. So, Ian, I'll start with you. What did you make of all of that? Uh, I, I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it had been going on for so long and there was so much noise out there. I think the civil war between uh, SU Glovers and Mark Cooper was pretty unseemly and not what you want to see at your club and I feel like the writing was on the wall and all the noise we'd heard um, from people around the club uh, suggesting that they weren't necessarily the right people to take us forward um, yeah it didn't surprise me and and neither did the reaction to the announcement that they had pulled out because I think based on the poll we put out at the weekend uh, a large majority wanted SU Glovers, a large majority of the supporters, I think, wanted the takeover to go through because we've been in this weird phase of limbo for what feels like about two years now. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, my, I just question why they were, why were they allowed to parade along the pit, uh, around the pitch, <laughs> do all that for it to then fall apart, sign players, everything, everything. It's just uh, a total shambles. 
Absolutely. And Roger, I mean, I think I'm right in saying the Glover's Trust, you, you'd spoken with Matt or you'd had uh, a call with uh, with Matt Ugler and, and, and Paul Saki, maybe? Is that right? Yeah, that's right, Dave. We yeah. did meet with them uh, before the um, South End game, I think it was when they went on the pitch. Was that the right game? Um, we met with them then uh, when after they'd been announced as being the custodians. Um, and we um, also met with them. Matt Ogler came to um, to our board meeting, attended one of our board <clears throat> meetings. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were your impressions of, of him as a as, as a person, as somebody who was interested in the club? Did you did you get the impression that his sort of his his intentions were were, were good or I was just, yeah, I think I think you know I think most people who've heard Matt speak about the club um, couldn't fail to be impressed by you know what what Matt and Paul were saying about what they wanted to do for the club and you know the very um quickly identify what was wrong at the club and you know in some respects hearing it from a stranger sort of takes the scales from your eyes really you you know you see your club in a different light and you know they quickly said you know look there's been 10 years of underinvestment here not just we're not just talking about on the pitch but we're talking about on the pitch and we're talking about the support services etc and um, they talked um about how they would remedy that through building, you know, the infrastructure of the club and rooting it in the community and trying to identify, you know, local talent, building an academy again, you know, having an ambition to get back into the football league as quickly as possible and pushing on from there. Um, so yeah, all of the, you know, the things that they desired for the club are all things I think we as supporters could get behind and wanted to see. And I think that's why, you know, the majority of people. Um, who've heard and um, and followed them on social media or met them um, have been you know were impressed by them as personalities and you know as individuals who took the club to heart seemed to take the club to heart and seemed to care as much as we did and you know shared our ambitions. I think the you know where we took issue with them was you know in terms of their approach and I think we all we all did that really you know you can't conduct yourselves. Um, in the way that they conducted themselves and not expect any repercussions. I think, you know, there's a, you know, at some point, you know, we might want to look at the part they played in contributing to the relegation of the club, because I think, you know, it's fair to say that they, and, you know, they undermined the manager probably, you know, a long time before we, we realised it. Um, you know, we knew things in private, that, in public that were going on, but, you know, in private, you know, that's probably was going along for a bit longer than that. So, uh, for, for me, um, you know, the, I, I was really concerned about some of the things they were talking about in, in you know, the list of loan players, for instance, I think didn't show the club in a really good light to its peers. I wonder what the clubs that saw their own players put on that list would have thought about us in the Oval Town. Yeah. So did us reputationally damaged us um and you know those sort of things can you recover from with the same owners I'm not sure really so yeah, yeah. mixed feelings I, about them pulling out to be honest Dave 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, like you said, it was it was I always thought it was slightly ironic because they 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 spoke so so often about judging them by what they did as opposed to what they said. And like you said, I don't think there's anybody who could particularly have heard them and not been impressed and, and, and pleased to hear them talk with that passion and, and say all the right things, didn't they? I mean, I know we've had many an owner or several owners who've, who've, who've said the right things to us in the past, haven't we? But like you say, they they did say the right things. It was just their actions. Ironically, that were uh, probably the thing that let them down. I think there's not been many owners who've been as interactive with the fans, and I think that no. was the refreshing thing, really. Yeah. You know, you get people along who are, you know, who want to be owners, and they, they, you know, they want to keep everything to themselves. They want to hold everything close to them. They want to be, you know, the, the the only decision makers at the club because it's their thing. But um, Matt and Paul were different from that. They wanted to speak to the fans, and they wanted to be open communicate with the fans you know a bit too much really yeah um, and they said some things that you know i'm sure that you know if in retrospect they would probably wish they hadn't um yeah. and they're a little bit too open and too uh you know honest with 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 fans i think and so there's a balance to be had really but it was refreshing really refreshing to have uh you know to be able to have access to the owners potential owners in that way um so I think we all embrace that, really. Yeah. So you, you mentioned there, Roger, about how you're sort of a bit mixed feelings as far as um, uh, the fact that they, they've now dropped. I mean, did, did, uh, how did you hear about, how did you react to it um, when you, you heard the news on, on Tuesday? I imagine you probably saw the same message from Matt Ogler as the rest of us did. I probably knew a little bit before you, but... Um... Or before that, anyway, probably not before you guys, because you seem to know everything. No, but, I, I know nothing, Rod. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> you, you do. And um, <laughs> but um, yeah, mixed feelings, as I said. Really, uh, you know, disappointed that you know because we all want the same thing. We all want a change of ownership at the club, don't we? Um, you know, I think if you ask Yeovil fans, it's probably one uh, percent would want Scott Priestnell to stay and you know we with the vast majority of people want Scott Priestnell gone and and we seem to have people who were buying the club for the right reasons um so that you know that that's not happening anymore is 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 real shame and that you know that we're not able to see the back of Mr Priestnell is a real shame um yeah, so that's the disappointing element of it. But you then whoever that one percent is, I want to find him. I tell you, <laughs> well, you know, you can't say for certain that. And I have seen things people commenting about saying, you know, oh, well, you know, Scott's not that bad. So I, you know, there are still a few. I would, I think, cleans, cleans ninety nine point nine percent of bacteria. That's what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah, there's always that point one percent. Yeah. But um, but obviously, uh, in in since then, the uh, the Glovers Trust has announced that next Thursday, next Thursday evening, um, you'll be holding a open fans meeting. So I think I'm right in saying this isn't a Glovers Trust thing. This isn't uh, members only. This is anybody that's interested in Yeovil Town, whatever way, to come to the Yeovil Sports and Social Club at Johnson Park. Uh, Absolutely, this is not this is not a Glovers Trust. We've just taken the initiative in this, but somebody had to. Um, you know, to pull Absolutely, us all yeah. together. Um, and we felt it was our responsibility to do so. No, this is for everyone. This is fans, you know, um, new and old, you know, people who who, who consider themselves to be, you know, Yeovil Town fans. 
and you've got an interest in the club you know this is i you know somebody said on one of your comments you know we're at one minute to midnight and we possibly are and as fans we need to come together and look at what we can do you know there's there's two elements to this is one is to try and look at you know, to try and get the, somebody from the club there to come and give us some clarity about where we are now what's the situation at the club what is you know what's the short-term plan to you know consolidate our position what's the plan for you know moving forward who's dealing with contracts um who's you know are we still with the same manager what you know who's who's dealing with recruitment um all of those issues and then to give us some reassurances about the financial position about the position of the owner uh, about you know whether the club is still up for sale um and you know so we've invited the club along for that we'd like some clarity from the club in that regard i would hope that we would also as as fans you know as um, you know all groups would come together at the end of that and at least you know make a representation to the club about what it is that we want to see happen at our club you know the club may not want to do it but if fans we can speak with one voice and say look we want this to happen if you're selling the club we want it to be sold to an ethical owner we want you know that owner to consider the possibility of the fans being able to take a share in the club you know that's where i'd like to get to at the end of our you know discussions with that it would be great if fans could have one voice and say this is our priority um this is our message to the club and then the second element of that is looking at you know what we as fans can do um uh, to support our club and i don't mean to support the owner um i mean to support the club what can we do to support the club so what plans do we put in place for you know various scenarios that may happen over the next sort of weeks and months um yeah and, and it's a it, it's for, for everyone it's not i hope that, you know the green and whites will be uh, there i hope that you know Bridport, Castle Kerry, um, you know, the disabled supporters groups, you know, the community trust, I think all, all of those people, you know, really urge them to come along and, and, and uh, you know, their voice will be heard. Absolutely. And I suppose it might be worthwhile at this point here mentioning that uh, there's uh, the Zoom call details um, for, for this call, the call that we're all sat on now have been sent out to um, the, well, well, certainly one of the directors, Stuart Robbins, and uh, I think to the CEO, Martin Starnes, as well. Um, and we invited them to come onto the Glover's Cast, literally gave them, just click that button, and you can come and talk to supporters through this podcast. Um, and they've come back to us and said that they, they won't be doing that on this occasion. So, Roger, have you had any indication yet from anyone at the club that they're going to take you up on your offer of turning up next Thursday? Or nothing. Uh, to be fair, Stuart and Stuart said that him and Martin would hope to come to a, a meeting. Um, okay. You know that was before you know the deal uh, collapsed. Um, so um, you know the invitation. I have extended the invitation again to Stuart and uh, and Martin via him, and um, of course I've extended the invitation to Scott to come along as well because you know. Um, Stuart and, and Martin can give us so much information, but really, you know, we will, we all want to hear from Scott, don't we? You know, we want to know, um, uh, we want some answers from Scott on lots of different questions. I think it's also worth saying that we'll be hosting it on Zoom. So any supporters <laughs> who aren't local, such as Dave and Ben, who's normally here, um, will be able to tune in, listen in and, uh, contribute to the meeting as well and the discussions maybe not 
audibly, but <laughs> oh, we want we're, Ian's going to be watching the screen, so we want Ian to be shouting out all of our messages as we uh, <laughs> as we as we go along. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. The the, oh, the, the yeah. forty caller forty two from uh, from just outside of Blackpool says, <laughs> "Where are you, Scott Priestnell?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll oh. dial in. Who knows? Yeah, but you know, I was just about to say that. Yeah, maybe he will. I've told him. I've I've made him the offer. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. You yeah. can dial in from Ireland, can he? Or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere else he might be. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, in, in all seriousness, um, I, I, I would personally say, as a supporter, that thank you, Roger, to you and 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 to the trust as well for for doing that because, it, like you said, it is a moment where. If, if there's ever a moment where we've got to come together, I mean, I, as I've said on this podcast a million times before, I'm a member of everything. I'm a member of the trust. I'm a member of the green and whites. I'm a member of this Facebook group, that Facebook group, anything to do with Yeovil Town, I'm a member of it. So I'm, uh, uh, I'm not bothered. <laughs> I really, I really hope that everybody can come together. And I know there's been differences and the approach that, the trust is taken isn't the approach that the green and whites would take and there's things that the green and whites do that the trust wouldn't do because they're two different organizations with with the same spirit <laughs> as much as they both want good things for the football club maybe just a different approach as to how how we do it now i think now is the time where everybody's got to get together and it can't be if if, if it turns into the well uh, you're that group and you're that group and i don't like that group because you did this and you want that and all the rest of it we're finished, aren't we? This is this is minute to midnight, last chance to loan, call it what you will. We're that's where we are now. And if we don't come together now, then we never will, I don't think. So uh, you're yeah. absolutely right, Dave. We 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 know we have to come together on this. This is a you know potentially pivotal moment in the club's history. And we you know, we have a power vacuum, don't we? We are rudderless. Mm -hmm. Um, so we as fans, you know, have to have to come together and we, you know, that's why. And the Glover's Trust, we felt, you know, it's important that, you know, we took a lead. I mean, our, our mission is to preserve the club, you know, to, to preserve the future of the club. And that's what we have to do. Um, yes. And you're absolutely right. You know, one thing we should remember about this is that, you know, we are in a state, but no fan or no fans group is responsible for the state of the club at the moment. No, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Okay, well, uh, maybe at this point we can introduce another guest uh, who, who we have here, um, who is a former club director, uh, Steve Allenson, who's who's back with us. Steve, a little technical difficulties coming back on, but you're loud and clear in hearing us now. Yeah, my apologies for that. Somerset <laughs> no level. Somerset no one saw it. No one knew until I mentioned it. <laughs> Thanks very much, Dave. <laughs> but you, you, you've obviously been there listening to, to to what Rogers said. As someone who's been on the inside of the this our football club, what's your take on everything that's happened, both with the the the, the takeover falling through and then um, well, the the setup of the fans meeting and so forth. Well, how long you got? How long is this podcast? Well, I don't know. <laughs> as long as people are willing to listen for. Um, well, um, first of all, the easy bit. Um, well done, Roger and the Glover's Trust. I'm also a member of the Glover's Trust um, for trying to set this up. Uh, and I do hope as many as possible do attend. Um, I think one of the 
dare I say, problems um, in the past, which hasn't assisted is the various fans groups and that, you know, uh, uh, and I think, you know, now is the time. I think Roger said that, you said that, to, to all come together. Um, uh, and, you know, it's not about individual fans, really. It's just, you know, um, collectively, what um, do you, we want for the football club? So who knows how that meeting may develop? Who knows in seven days' time what further developments, non-developments, changes there be in this story that looks like one of the longest soap operas in, in football history at the moment. Um, um, you know, if they can make a documentary about Wrexham, they could probably make one about what's gone on at Yeovil in the last year, to be honest. A feature uh, film, won't it? <laughs> it'll be a feature film. It might have a horror 18 certificate, but there we go. Um, so, um, yeah, first, you know, and I'll come along next week, Roger. I'll be delighted to, and, and hopefully... Um, we'll be able to add some comments uh, 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 in respect to things. So well done there. Um, Thank you. So, so that's, 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 if you like, the easy bit. Um, the difficult bit, of course, is untangling where we are, where we've been, where we're going. Um, so I don't know whether you want me just to talk or you want to ask yeah. particular questions or what? Well I, I suppose to. I mean, when when we spoke to you last, which was um, a, a couple of weeks ago, obviously we were all under the impression then that 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 SU Glovers were mm. um, at least progressing towards something. Mm. What did you? What do you make of? And in your profession as an insolvency mm. practitioner as well, mm. what do you make of the non-payment of 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 players? Because um, as a sort of a casual observer of these things, that seems like a very big red flag to me. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, and of course, that was announced on Friday before the last game. Um, uh, and that was a huge red flag for me, um, because, you know, without wishing to get too technical or legal, you know, this club, therefore, is insolvent. And if it is insolvent, the directors have duties uh, to consider the interests of the creditors and to take professional advice as to whether they should put the company, and we, it is a company, of course, but we know it's a football club, into some form of insolvency. And, and of course, that's been talked of. There's been various stuff knocking around. I've been asked professionally to, you know, pass comment on things that, you know, and football clubs have gone into administration or um, company voluntary arrangements before. And we all know the consequences of that with points deduction and potentially um relegations if new phoenix companies at the cup clubs are formed then they start low down the football pyramid so there's all kinds of ramifications around that uh, and that was obviously a real fear that i had when i heard that um we were told of course that all would be sorted on tuesday and they were paid yeah how how they were paid, of course, remains a mystery to everyone, because also on Tuesday, SU Glovers announced that they were not going to be um, continuing with this deal and it had fallen through. And we know, and it's common knowledge in, in the public domain, they had been funding over the last month um, a number of overheads, including players, we won't go into the players saga and 
who joined and who didn't join because that's not my domain obviously but there's no doubt that they put money in and the store i'm told around five hundred thousand uh, pounds in, in yeah. terms of money that went in um so one thought that there was just on friday a hiccup with the final deal you know i've i've been a lawyer for nearly for 35 years now i've done a huge number of corporate deals and you know they go to the wire and oh, there's always points made you can blame lawyers or whatever in respect to things but these things always get dragged out so one hoped that what was going to be done on friday just whatever there was some legal issue with it and i'm told there was that's what i've heard that there was a legal issue um surrounding the land will that not surprise you maybe <laughs> yeah. um if ever but, there was a patch of land that's got questions around it is that one isn't it yeah. absolutely but we were told that it would be sorted out over the weekend and then tuesday well of course for whatever reason um presumably course you know, SU Glovers were not satisfied at the at their advice from their lawyers with regard to completing the deal. So uh, they pulled out, but the wages were paid. So one can only assume they've been paid by the current owners of the club. Um, uh, and because that's their duty so to do. I mean, it's I'll pause there for a minute and say and stop me if I'm going on because I get quite passionate about this. Um, I'll pause here for a moment and say, you know, we have still not heard officially from the club their side that the deal is off, um, which I'm sorry is completely unacceptable uh, in my view. Um, uh, but I think we can assume it is off. Uh, I think I mean we can um, in respect of it. Uh, and again, with hindsight, I wonder if SU Glovers and those involved regret being so public about what they were doing and going to do and things because it 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 just adds to the general feeling of dare i say amateurishness at the moment that we've got you know which is disappointing uh, of course because this is a professional football club you know um, the only professional football club in Somerset, I think, I've still right saying. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, sadly, next season playing in the same league as a number of other uh, clubs amateur, in Somerset. Clubs in Somerset. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. that's another story. I mean, Ian, we just asked Steve his professional opinion on something. You and I both work in the communications game for mm. sort of uh, household names. Um, when it comes to uh, advice that you would give to a uh, director in the position that the football club is in would your advice be don't say anything to anyone <laughs> batten down the hatches exactly yeah. <laughs> no no wouldn't be I my think, advice either. I think when, you're, when you're in you know uh, i think it's a bit different in the worlds that we work in but when you've got like a community asset which is more than just like a business it mm. is something that you know people live for and it's many people's lives and uh yeah I, I think yes my advice would be tell people what the hell is going on yeah. <laughs> and i think that's the thing isn't it you don't have to go out there and give every cough and spit i know <laughs> matt ugler did um about various <laughs> different things he probably wishing that he didn't but there's got to be something hasn't there like you say because 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 all there is now 
is a void with people literally running wild in it and every rumor every speculation every you know anonymous twitter account knows everything and and what they say is is given as gospel and that is being allowed to that's getting oxygen as a result of nobody in 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 the official capacity saying anything can you know absolutely absolutely and that's you know and that's the difficulty we're in Plus, you know, the legal responsibilities uh, that that we, you know, those who are directors have to have to follow. Um, Is one, there a legal um, reason why they couldn't say something? Though, no, something? absolutely not. No, absolutely no. not. Um, in fact, they have a duty to mm. keep uh, their stakeholders informed. That's, right. you know, directors, you have to. The duty of director is to promote the success of the company, right. i.e. you have a duty to ensure uh, that your stakeholders and there are many in football clubs know what's going on um, uh, and as Ian says you know um, it only gets worse by not saying things that's the problem that's the problem um, so yeah the rumour mill now flows and is flowing um, you know there's talk of other groups of course aren't there um, and you know I you know I, I do know of one group um who if it moves forward i because i've given a bit of advice then i think that will be very positive so you know right. you heard they've it got an exclusive ian we've got an exclusive you heard it Let's press him. Who's um, it who is it what do they do how much money have they got? go to the meeting next week now <laughs> mm, so but you know the the, the problem is we're still in the unknown now I suspect, I don't know, but normally these things, you sign a non-disclosure agreement. Um, clearly that didn't work with SU Glovers somehow, um, but that's normally what you would do. But although I was asked on Radio Somerset yesterday if I thought administration was very likely uh, and I hedged it, I actually don't think Scott Priestnell wants to put this club into administration. I really don't. I think there are too many questions for investigation that will happen if that's the case so yeah you know that, that's my yeah, that's my professional opinion here he will be looking to try and find a buyer again whatever um it's quite clear that the money just isn't there at the moment from him or his group or whatever um so you know let's just hope as roger says that whoever does come forward that it is actually for the first time in, in several years, the right people with the right interest, dare I say, with local interests. I'm always concerned about people who want to suddenly buy a football club when they've got no interest or involvement in the local community before, uh, especially dare I say a football club when there's a lot of land attached to it. You know, um, so let's hope that that's the case uh, with regard to it, and and you know that that we get you know the fans supporting that, and maybe a fan's voice. Um, yeah. As I said, um, I do know that some discussions are ongoing. So, I'm going to have to ask you about this now, Steve, because you teased me with this now. So, but, but uh, so so to this group that you're aware of, yeah. would you say? Would, would they tick the local box? Would they tick the, or even tick the connection to the club, if not geographically 
Now, living just as in the oval. Uh, it would if it goes forward, um, the fans will be pleased. Okay, right. Very nicely dodged, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, like a lawyer. I agree with Steve that you know it'd be great to have a local connection, and I also agree that um, that I don't think Scott's going to put the club into administration if he can avoid it at all, because it it's going to jeopardise his option to buy back both the right. the ground and the land, and um, you know that that is uh, you know the last thing that he wants to see happen. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that, on that Steve. Mm. So which you know is, I suppose, good news because actually the consequences of administration. I know some fans have said, wouldn't it be a good thing because we start afresh and all that, but but actually it would be very messy. And and yeah, you'd have a microscope looked at what's gone on, which some fans clearly and some involved want at the moment, but actually regardless of that i think you know a microscope can be put on that and and you know it's not south somerset district council now of course because it's changed but you know there are some serious questions to be asked i think there still realistically though can we expect that to happen because you know we've seen what three deals fall down haven't we and it seems that the you know the stumbling block is um whoever wants to buy the club really need to also get hold of the ground mm -hmm. um, otherwise mm. you're buying um a company with liabilities and no assets um and and to do that you've got to untangle the spider's web of the fact that the two leases uh, are you know joined together and that mm. scott priestnell has the option to buy back both first uh, absolutely right roger and that no i i'm not i have no inside knowledge whatsoever of course because you know that's a matter between su's lawyers no doubt and themselves but i would hazard a guess and probably put a few pounds if i was a betting man on that it was that that was the final stumbling block that stopped this deal um so you're absolutely right that could be the same for a another who comes along but maybe the difference here is that if Scott doesn't sell, then, well, he has not got the money at the moment. I think that's pretty clear because of what's gone on to be able to continue. And we've got some pretty big liabilities coming up, as you know, first rental payment, et cetera. No income coming in until July, maybe, et cetera. Um, so, you know, there comes a point when maybe, you know, a deal could be done because of the need for Scott Priestnell to do it. Now, maybe I'm being optimistic, but, you know, you've got to think how these things could play out. There may be a figure. There may be a price. Okay. How much have we got to put in here? Nothing. <laughs> that might Jay. All right. Yeah. Um, we could do a pound, maybe. We could do a pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got a pound here somewhere, right? So I mean, well, Roger's absolutely right. Anybody buying at the moment, quote the club, unquote, is buying a load of debt. Yeah. Um. So there has got to be something done with the deal, but uh, th that Scott has got with South Somerset. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but lawyers are clever people. There's, there's he said always, modestly. He said <laughs> modestly. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I just think there's a few more twists and turns in this tale to come yet. I do, and I'm hoping that it will have a happier ending than it's set that than we've got at the moment. I really yeah. am. I yeah, really am. Yeah. I think I think we're we're probably all four of us and everyone listening would agree with that. A happy uh, ending is what we want from this. Yeah. Um and you know, a little bit of info I got this week and perhaps encourages me a bit more than if you'd have interviewed me on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there's some positive vibes for you folks. And um uh I think we probably would all say uh, that we'd be we'd be interested to uh, to hear more, but appreciate that we can't we can't probe you too much, Steve. Otherwise, you might not come back on, might you? So, but um, I, um, I, I look, you know, I hope. Unlike many directors of Yale Turn Football Club, <laughs> I've always been the one who's prepared to front up or whatever. Um, and and I, you know, obviously, I'm now a fan watching from afar. Um, I will always um, front up because. People uh, still obviously talk to me about things, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ian, we've got quite a number of uh, of questions here, haven't we? So, do do, do we think we do, do we do we rope these two in, or did it, or shall we take take the two of them? We probably asked a bit much of them already, haven't we? Go on, I'm I'm up for it. Oh, Perhaps Roger's up for questions. it. Well, yeah. ooh, my, okay. My right. red it... my red wine glass is not quite empty. So <laughs> 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 right. Okay. Right. Quick. Let's go before they change. Did we mind. go for the cup finals in nineteen seventies? <laughs> no. This is uh, <laughs> right. So. Ian, have you got have you got questions there? Or? I've got Twitter open if you want me to do the Twitter ones. Okay. Well, yeah, I've got I've got a few on Facebook, but go on, go go through the hey. Twitter ones. Okay, this one's from Jonathan Hooper, and he says, ah. "Do you think Scott Priestnell will ever sell the club? If the answer is no, should we, the fans, do our best to put the club in administration to get rid of him? I know this is an extreme measure, but I can't see any other option." There you go. Uh, Steve, you may well have already answered this in a way. Well, I mean, the fans can't put it into administration legally. Any creditor who is owed money has the potential of doing that, um, actually. Um, and, and obviously that was one of my concerns when I heard the players hadn't been played, because creditors have the power to put it into administration. And so if there are some significant creditors knocking around and we haven't seen the books, of course, then that is a risk that Scott is playing with. Okay, yeah. There we go. Uh, where This is from Toby. Where do you see the club two months from now? Roger, do you want to take Go that? On, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Roger's got his crystal ball out. <laughs> um, did I say I wanted to answer some questions? <laughs> Too late now, you said it. Uh, what month would that be? Uh, July? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Playing well, the opening fixture in the National League. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Look, look at the time it's taken for, you know, the, the Hellier um, bids to go through and pop out. Look at the time it's taken from, you know, so-called straightforward deal for SU Glovers to go through and pop out. If there's somebody else coming through, um, then it, you know, it's something extraordinary is going to have to happen, isn't it, for that to be done in two months? 
um, you know, for, for us to find. I mean, Steve, you know, seems to think that there's somebody out there. Um, but for somebody to go through to do their due diligence, um, to look at the books, to unravel, you know, a lot of what's going on and to understand the connection with those leads, you know, between the leases. Well, if that's done in two months, great. If not, we're going to be in a right pickle, aren't we, in two months? I think, and also plan a pre-season and build a squad and, you know, support a manager trying to do all of that as well. Like it's and That's a very fair comment, Roger. Absolutely. These things always do take time. Um, yeah, that, that that is very fair. Um, and I, I don't think there's any e easy answer to that, to be honest. I, re I really don't. Um, and what we don't, what we don't want dare I say, because anyway, it's, sorry, I'm being a bit of a lawyer tonight, it makes no sense in law, is another stewardship, unquote, because <laughs> that that is not helpful in my view. I know, Roger, you were hopeful that SU would come through and everything, but but the soap opera around it didn't help, I don't think. No. Would it be possible, just thinking, because obviously Stuart Robinson and, and Martin Starnes are still, still at the club, Stuart Robinson is a, a director and, and, mm. and a shareholder as well, mm. in the same way that we saw SU Glovers financing what has happened since, let's say, the turn of the year, mm. is it possible for, if there is someone that they're talking to um, about this, for that person to almost inject capital through them? Is that, is that possible? Um, they could, but they'll be at risk if they do, yeah. Um, yeah. bluntly. Um, you know, um, I'm afraid SU Glovers, I suspect, are not going to be able to recover the money they've put in yeah. and, unless they have particular guarantees, etc., from them. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it's it's sad, isn't it? Because, you know, I Martin Starnes was chief executive when I was on the board, you know, um, not chief executive, sort of chief um because that was john fry but he was sort of chief operating you know day to day um so he knows football he's been around football a long time etc so you know come on martin um you know don't just sit there quietly what's going on yeah you know i've known you for years you you still got my number in your phone i've got yours you know come on you know what's going on let's know what's going on there you go martin if you're listening well i i have got a couple of questions here on facebook ian if you would like me to ask them because um uh, some of them are directed particularly at our at, at our guests who we, we we may have let it slip that we were having you on you see so um <laughs> well uh, this isn't a question for either of us but peter brock says tell us all what the hell is going on so peter we're with you we all want to know as well so but um there is a, a couple of questions here um so it's quite a long one um for for for, for you roger which I'll, I'll ask in bits um uh from from kevin redman he says can the trust explain where they well where they see the immediate future why do you see we've just covered that one i think and what contact or meetings have they had if any with uh, martin star and stuart robbins or Scott Priestnell, um, since the council bailed out the current owner to the tune of 2.8 million. Now, that was, I think, the end of last season, sort of this time last year, I think. Yeah, May, wasn't it? Yeah. May. Has there been any discussions with Scott Martin or, or, or Stuart in that time, Roger, with the trust? Uh, we have um, uh, the, the, the only discussions, um, th there's been contact with um, the club 
via the Supporters Alliance Group. So we've attended the Supporters Alliance Group. Um, as you probably know, we've you know we've been unhappy with you know a lot of things at the club in the last year. Um, you know we were very unhappy with the sale, um, and as a result of that, we you know I think that we got to the point of frustration in about October where we put wrote an open letter to Scott um, as a result of the September meeting um, where we were not getting any answers to questions, and so we wrote an open letter to to Scott. Um, which you saw, you know, the reply was very short, um, basically saying that, you know, we had already answered those questions. Why are you answering them, asking them? Um, uh, and we'll be holding a fans forum in, you know, December, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Didn't say so, his year, did he? Yeah, oh, so, <laughs> you know, we, we, you know we've, we've been trying to hold them to account all the way along. Um, I have met Stuart on a couple of, of occasions to... Uh, you know, to try and um, establish a bridge and a contact in the communication with the club. I've met him personally on a couple of occasions. Um, and, yeah, I think then, um, you know, pretty much nobody's really heard anything from Scott since, you know, I, I don't think is he, since um, that autumn um meeting wasn't it i think was the last yeah. time probably that scott um popped his head up um, i think the last time he was kind of seen publicly um well he, he attended a pre-season game at taunton yeah, at town taunton, yeah. um and obviously before that he was at that um uh where the personal tapes came out um over the um uh, the, the, the stockport game at the end of last season when he did a long session um i think that's probably the last time he he, he, he said anything but yeah he has attended the you know supporters alliance yeah. meetings and i think the last one was was september if i'm right my yeah. memory serves yeah. it right so that's you know that was our last one i mean scott's as you know doesn't you know seem to think that he has any responsibility to communicate with supporters um so uh, it has been mostly through stuart not martin because um you know stuart's the director really so yeah yeah that's that's been um, our contact with them and then obviously February this year you know things started to change with SU Glover's been on the scene yeah well uh, Kevin's question goes on to say has as a trust spoken to any party seeking to complete a takeover YTFC to establish whether they are any part of YTFC under the new owners so I, I think he's asking the has the trust spoken to anybody about a takeover? Obviously, you've mentioned SU Glovers, but um, since since then, I guess. Um, no. And, uh, no, no, no. We, I mean, I think it's you know, it's common knowledge that you know we we uh, uh, were in touch with the Simul Sports, you know, for yep. quite a long time, and that they engaged, you know, in a long um, protracted discussions with um, Scott that ultimately uh, led. Uh, you know, led nowhere. Um, Sounds so, familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we were, you know, so we were, you know, we, we were behind them because we felt they were a good thing. Um, and Has there been no conversations with them since since, since Tuesday? Or, we, we, no? we are, you know, I think people, you know, we're still in touch. They still speak to us. Um, they've taken, you know, they are, they were, you know, they were very um, interested in, in Yeovil Town as a as a club, um, you know, and uh, he, he bought into to the club, invested in the club, and uh, you know, 
emotionally invested in the club so I think they've still retained that interest you know from a distance really whether that would ever materialize into you know something more concrete now I don't know they'd have to you know give an answer to that question but I'd, know, I'd agree with that Roger I've, I've been in touch with still speak to Julian them a bit still still speak to him you know yeah. um they were very genuine it was very sad I think yeah. I think he, he's he's come out, hasn't he, on his social media and said exactly that. I made a I made a statement when SU Glovers took over, um, and I stand by that statement. I don't think he said anything since Tuesday, but um, yeah, yeah. And then obviously, you know, when Martin, you know, we were speaking to Martin when he was preparing his bid. Um, Martin Hellier. Yeah. yeah. So we spoke to Martin when he was bringing, you know, trying to, uh, you know. Um, support martin in, in what he was doing um and um and then you know su glovers came out of nowhere in december um and so we got in touch with them as soon as we, we possibly could mm -hmm. so yeah i mean we try to you know as a as a group that's trying to represent the fans and um, um we uh try to do our best to to meet people um you know get to know them uh, try and support anyone who's you know who's got an interest in the club and who seems to be want to do the right thing um and um but at the same time you know we're obviously doing it from the point of view of trying to make sure that you know they're the right fit for the club so we're not uncritical of people um you know we don't just want to see any owners and you know we've also we've said this previously we want to see the right owners of the club and you know that's what the club is trust and all supporters want to see yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I've got a question from uh, Gary Hurst for you, Steve. Um, mm -hmm. So these are these are sort of legal questions, I guess, because uh, they all you end in the word into administration. So it's, uh, this is all hypotheticals, obviously. But he mm -hmm. says, um, what happens to the council deal on the land and the stadium if the club goes into administration? Who is liable for the rent if we go into administration? And would the administrators look into the council deal and where this 2.8 million has gone? um the answer that lo lots of questions there i'll try yeah. to unpack them quickly um obviously the administrator would look at the deal that was done between scott and the council and the club and the council and depending on what that contract says would be able to see whether it a could be unraveled or b what could go behind it so that's a contractual issue but the administrators, yes, would have a duty to investigate the transactions that have taken place. And if they consider they have been to the detriment of the club, of the company over which they're appointed, they have the powers to seek to unscramble those transactions for the benefit of creditors. Um, so, yeah, wide ranging. They take over effectively. The directors lose their powers uh, if it goes into administration. They are the ones running the club. Obviously, they will only do so if they feel there's money there that they are able to run it uh, forward. And they are the ones who would seek to find a buyer, effectively. And how about the rent? Who becomes responsible? Well, the, re well, the rent, um, if it becomes due, if it's due before it goes into administration, the rent is just a debt of the company, uh, like all the other debts. Anything that becomes due after administration, then the administrators will be responsible for dealing with that if they want to keep that piece of land, which they will. So, you know, 
uh, depending on when this rent is due is depending on responsibility there. But May is clearly a crucial month. Can I just add a little bit more to this, which is, um, I think we've already mentioned, but should the club fail to pay its rent, then the holding company um, is responsible for paying it. I didn't know, I haven't seen, you You, you know that then, Roger, do you, in respect to that one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so we will see if the holding company is able to pay it. But, um, but yeah. Mm. Ian, any more questions on Twitter? Yeah, there's one around the um, around the deal with the council um, from Glove actually saying with the abolishment of SSDC and no local elections in this area due to the new council, it really feels like those involved at SSDC have escaped any further scrutiny over the land deal. What measures what measures could be taken by fans and fans groups to throw the spotlight onto the deal? It's a fair, uh, Roger can chip in because he's obviously quite close to that, but it's a very fair question and something that has been exercising me really, um, you know, who now is the party who has it unscrambled because we've got a different party, effectively a different council. Now, they have taken over the responsibilities of South Somerset District Council, so legally you'd be able to flow it through, but it is an extra complication, as I'm sure you'll agree, Roger. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, Steve, they have taken over that legal agreement, so that still stands in all, mm -hmm. you know, in all aspects. Mm -hmm. um, there are, you know, I've I've contacted Somerset Council to invite them to the meeting next week. Um, I think it's important they're there. Um, and at the moment, I'm being told there's no portfolio holder for um, property services, economic development, or you know that that's uh, so. You know, we don't have a target to aim for right now. Um, there are still some officers around who are part of the decision-making process. Um, I think, as fans, you know that you know that particular horse has bolted. You know, it's gone and it's sold to the council. Um, what we the, the room we have very little room for manoeuvre, except um, you know appealing to their uh, goodwill, but I, I, I mean, Steve will correct me on this, but I would, I think that you know, it's going to have to be goodwill on both sides to break the break the agreement. It can't just be the will of the council to say, okay. I mean, the, for the, for me, the crux of this is let's forget the land for the minute. The crux of this is that the ground cannot be sold to anyone other than Scott's Peasner, Scott Peasner for the next three years. So unless we can unravel that then, you know, the club is always going to, you know, it's always going to be a very tricky situation. And why we think, you know, the deal with SU Glover's broke down. So that's the key to it for me is, is trying to find a way. And, you know, like I say, Steve, you might have a, an opinion on this. Um, you know, presumably it needs both, you know, both sides of that legal agreement to agree to, to change it. And it can't just be the will of the council because it's a new council and they're getting pressure from fans. Yeah, I'm afraid that's right. Um, so, you know, that does come back to what we discussed before and probably why SU Glovers broke down and potentially it's going to be an issue for anyone wanting to deal with it. But, you know, um, Scott, it seems to me, is now in a more difficult position than he was a year ago because, frankly, the money has run out, whatever money there might have been in respect of it. So, you know, uh, that's always concentrates minds in respect to things. 
So if I could, you know, perhaps ask his answer the question slightly differently um, into what we as supporters could do. Mm. I would suggest what we do is keep an eye on the um, planning proposals um, that will go in for the land, because mm. um, this, you know, this is the thing that we can have some influence on. Mm. Um, and we, you know, we can scrutinise those <clears throat> plans, that mm. proposal for what we think will be a largely residential-led development on the land around the ground, and how look at how that impacts on the, the both the club and the local community. Mm. And as fans and as local residents, we, you know, need to keep an eye on it. And if we feel that it's jeopardising the club or that it's impinging on the local community, then as many of us as possible need to um, object to that. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, absolutely. That's, that's a very, very fair point, actually, because, you know, the deal is there. But Scott, of course, is relying on the fact that he will get his development. And as we all know, with planning, yeah. there's a lot that has to go before that happens. So I totally agree with that, Roger. And I also think, you know, um, pressure on the council in that regard. Um, I know a number of people thought, oh, selling to the council, well, it's better than selling to X, Y, Z because the council will support the club. Um, that's a dangerous argument in some ways, but, you know, um, it, it's one that we can perhaps utilise. Yeah. Don't worry, Roger, we'll be keeping an eye on it as well. So I've got a big mouth. I'll be making sure everybody knows when there's an opportunity to uh, to jump in on that one. Yeah, one well, other thing yeah. you, you might want to think of doing, and I don't know, you know, it, it's been talked of by a few fans or whatever, you know, and personally, I'm a bit concerned that Scott is still a director of the uh, Panorama. Panorama yeah. yeah, and I would have thought if I was the chairman of that board uh, and I received various letters and communications, yeah, it might make me think okay. I leave it there. Right. We'll find an address. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, any other questions here? No, I think we've, uh, this has been quite a, yeah. a uh, informative one tonight. And I think there's some glimmers of optimism and also <laughs> quite a bit of realism about our situation now that uh, we have to face up to but I'd, I'd like to say thank you to both Roger and Stephen for coming on and talking to us um, hopefully listeners will have in, enjoyed enjoyed it and get yourself to Johnson Park next Thursday uh, to be a part of the meeting I think it's important like we've said that as many people go as possible and we try and actually unite for something yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks well, to Dave. Thanks, Ian, for inviting us all. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Our pleasure. Mm -hmm. Right. See you Thursday. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal!